Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus. Now will you lift up your right hand wherever you are? Say, Father. Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I declare. I declare. My heart is open. My heart is open. My mind is ready. My mind is ready. To receive. receive with, humility with humility. The word of God. The word of God. Father, Father give me understanding. Father, give me understanding. Of your word. Of the word. Let me be transformed. Let me transform. By your word. By the word. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let me be changed. As I receive. As I receive. Word. Word. And I declare, and I declare, my life will never be the same. In the name of Jesus Christ, somebody shout a big amen. Amen. I want to shout the biggest glory you can ever mount up in your life. Now, some of you have done yourself stubborn proud. I said I want you to shout. Oh my God! Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it? When you shout, God will give you blessings. Aye. But somebody will go to a certain, uh, uh, what do you call those, stadium, and go and shout gold, and you even get money. Jesus. I used to get, are we, are we together here? If uh, you even pay money to go and shout, mm. and here you are shouting to receive a blessing, mm. and you say, I am coming after somebody right now. By the count of three, give the Lord a shout of praise. One, two, three, give it some praise. As you have shouted, blessings have come upon your life. Amen. Many years ago, myself and a group of people were in a, uh, on a park and were praying. And as we were praying, there was a prophetic direction that we should shout. Now, we shouted more than we have ever shouted in our lives. Eh? We shouted. And as we were shouting, all of a sudden, the one who was leading us, God gave the person a vision. And the vision is as though our shouts have been put together like one powerful force. And the shout entered straight up like a rocket into the heavens. When it entered into the heavens, it came back down and it hit the ground. When it hit the ground, the shout entered the ground. And as it entered the ground, coffins started coming out. And things that were in death in graves started coming alive. That evening, the kind of healings, miracles, people started, receive, started receiving strange things. One lady was in a meeting, she had been trusting God for a laptop the next day, and a relative of hers all the way in a crack called and said, I am sending you a laptop today. Listen to me, when we come to the presence of God, there's nothing funny, or everything is powerful. The presence of God is a mystery. And in the kingdom, until you understand mysteries, and you will gain mastery of mysteries, you will never be a master. You will never be a master. Glory to Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. And so understand that it is mysteries that make up the world. The Bible says that the earth is foundation upon pillars. And these pillars are pillars of water. How can water hold something that is physical? It is a mystery. Only God can do that. And when you understand and function in mysteries, you win every day. You win every day. Hallelujah. I want to give the Lord one last shout. Amen and amen. Amen. I said, I want to give the Lord one last shout. Say, I will shout. I will shout. Say, I will shout. I will shout. Say, Father, Father, give me grace. Give me grace. And anointing. And anointing. To shout. Shall we do it? By the count of three, give the Lord a shout of praise. One, two, three. Give the Lord a Can you take your seat in the presence of the Lord? And so, precious Holy Ghost, we are gathered here in your presence to hear from you. Oh, what a blessing to hear from you. The most important thing in this world is your voice. Because your voice made everything. You said, let there be light, and there was light. 
And your voice was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And your voice has the capacity to break even the cedars of Lebanon. To pack fires and to cut even cows to begin to uh, produce and to bring forth. What we need is your voice. And tonight, I pray, Spirit of the living God, fill my mouth with your voice. And let every ear be opened and attentive to what you have to say. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, somebody shout a big amen. amen. And celebrate the Lord with a clap of renown. <laughs> Last week, I started sharing with you on the subject, how to become a strong Christian. How to become a strong Christian. And I have made us read from the book of Romans chapter number 8, from the verse number 28 to the verse number 30. And the Bible tells us that for we know that all things work together for good to them that, number one, love God, and then number two, who are the called according to his purpose. And so I submitted to you from several scriptures that every Christian and every child of God who has been called to be a part of the body of Christ, a part of Jesus Christ, my Bible calls it an inheritance. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter number 30, 20, the verse number 32, that Paul was praying for the church and he said that now I commend you unto God and unto the word of his grace which is able to build you up and to give unto you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. So, everyone who is born again has an inheritance. So, there are things that we have received from God. The Bible tells us, First Corinthians chapter 1, the Bible says, all the promises of God in Christ Jesus are what? Yea and Amen. There are things that we have received from God. There are things that we have received from God. And the Bible in the New Testament calls them an inheritance. There is an inheritance that God has made available unto every child of God. So, we have been given inheritance in the Lord. Lift up your right hand. Say, I have an inheritance in the Lord. Come on, it looks like you don't believe it. Say, I have an inheritance in the Lord. Every Christian has been given an inheritance. But the greatest of all this inheritance is the authority that he has given unto us. That authority makes us Lord of all. It gives us power to dominate. It is what uh, some preachers call the dominion mandate. What God gave unto Adam from the book of Genesis chapter number 1. When he said that let us make man in our image and after our, our likeness. That they may have a dominion. So that is the biggest inheritance God has ever given unto us. To have dominion over everything that he has made available. In the book of Psalm chapter number 8, uh, uh, the psalmist alludes to that fact when he says, I think from the verse number 4, that what is man that you are mindful of him, that you have made him a, a little lower than in angels, and that you have put all the works of your fingers under him. So he was talking about that dominion that God has given unto man. Unfortunately, that dominion was taken away as a result of the sin of man and Satan took over that dominion. But thanks be to God that Jesus Christ was sent. And so the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter number 28, you read from the verse number 18, Jesus tells us that all authority, hallelujah. What was he talking about? He was talking about the lordship, the power that was taken away from us. And he said that when he died, he entered into hell and he attacked, killed Satan and all his courts. 
and the authority that was taken from Adam, the authority that was taken from him, he said that authority, he took it away. Hallelujah. And so Jesus became the one with authority. Now, when he received the authority, he gave it unto us. Jesus spoke to them saying, all authority, thank you for that translation, some versions use power. But we check the Greek word, it is exousia. Exousia means delegated power, authority, ability to be able to exercise the leadership, to speak and for a thing, to speak a word, and for that thing. He has no power to be able to legislate and to make demands. No. He is not able to cause things to happen. So God is telling us from the scriptures that even though, listen to me, he has given us everything for us to be able to exercise the greatest dominion, if we remain children, we will not see any manifestation. Then we begin to understand why is it that many Christians are sick and they are dying. Why is that many Christians, even though the Bible says that we are heirs of all, all things are ours, and yet we are suffering in poverty. Why is it that many Christians are being tormented by demonic spirits? Yet he has said that he has, he has, he has led captivity captive and give gifts to men. Why is it that he said that he has made a public spectacle of the devil and a demonic cohort? And yet we have dreams and the dreams scare us to the bone. And we are not able to see any victory in our lives. It is because we still remain children. We still remain babes. And so it is the will of God that we grow up. Lift up your right hand. Say, God help me to grow. I didn't hear you. Say, God help me to grow. God wants us to grow. And for us to become strong Christians. A strong Christian is a maturing Christian. Somebody who is receiving strength and power to be able to manifest who he is. A strong Christian is a victorious one. First John chapter number 5, the verse number 4 to the verse number 5. The Bible says that, ah, for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. That is where our na- the name of our church comes from. That's why we are called overcomers. Whatsoever, because we are born of God. And who is the one that is born of God? The Christian. The Christian, Jesus said, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So he's talking about us being born again except you are born again. You cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So a Christian is one who is born again. And the Bible is saying that whatsoever or whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. The verse number 5 says, who is he that overcomes the world? But he that believes that Jesus is the son of God. So our faith is supposed to give us victory so a strong Christian is a victorious one whatever you are doing your faith is able to give you access to victorious outcomes in every area of life the other day one one daughter of mine was telling me about certain things that have been happening in her finances you see what you need is to grow up when you grow up you realize that even the financial situation you can that is why the fivefold ministry has been given so it is it is a disservice to yourself not to listen to the preaching of your pastor it is a disservice to yourself not to listen to the instruction of any the man of god that god has given unto you because when you are not listening you are not growing and when you are not growing you are not you are, you are, you are causing there to be a defect in the body of christ you will not rise up into the image of the sun. And because you are not rising up to the image of the sun, all of us are affected. All of us are affected. All of us are affected. It is 
imperative that every child of God make it a point, make it a personal decision that I have to grow up. Because other than that, the, the body would must grow up toned into the stature of the mesh, the full mesh, the full, uh, the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Glory to Jesus Christ. And when this begins to happen, the Bible says that we henceforth will no longer be tossed to and fro. When you grow up into that dimension, into that image, into that stature, you are no longer a volatile Christian. So, you see some Christians, today they are here, tomorrow they are not there. Today they are present, tomorrow they are not present. Today they are living for the Lord, tomorrow they are not living for the Lord. Today the Lord has given them a conviction. Tomorrow they say, ah, I didn't believe in it. I, 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 I don't think God actually spoke to me. You, see, you are unstable as waters. You cannot be trusted because you, you, you cannot be began to tell me things. He began to tell me that even Jesus Christ was an echis. And that there are five levels in the Ekanka realms. And Jesus Christ, he didn't get anywhere. He only got to third level. <laughs> he said, at the third level, you can walk on water. At the third level, you can suspend in the air. He said, even at, so Jesus was at the third level. That's why he was performing all those miracles, signs and wonders. My God, my God, my God. And that he said he has a grandmaster. And the grandmaster, when he lies down and he begins to do certain incantations, the grandmaster is in the U.S. He will come and he will carry him in the realm of the spirit. He said they, they don't study the Bible physically. They enter into the realm and they study the Bible. What are you talking about? <laughs> he said that they don't learn their songs like they will learn our Sunday schools, what they sing in the book. He said when they enter into their realm, they enter into spiritual classes. Hey, and that is where they learn their songs. You got me to see yes, what? Uh, today, I've my grandmaster. Stop that. We don't learn those physical songs. They said that they learn their songs in the spirit. He said that. He said. He said when you get into the fifth realm, there you begin to appear and disappear. <laughs> oh my God! My God! My God! <laughs> that guy told me things, man. He said at, 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 at that level, he said that there was an Ekanka conference in Nigeria or one of the African countries, and when they were meeting and they were doing that, all of a sudden the electrical lines outside started. There was, it was. Let me speak my Ghana English. It was torture. <laughs> there was a wind. The waves were moving here and there, and it was like, hey, things were happening. He said that you people Christians, you have not seen any power. You have not seen power. The guy was evangelizing me. <laughs> Woo! Man, I can't deny me. <laughs> I would have lifted up my hand and said that I received the God of Ekanka. But there was something that was very stable in me. 
that even in the midst of this wind of doctrine, I, I, I could not move from Jesus Christ. A mature Christian, a strong Christian, cannot be tossed to and fro, cannot be deceived by anything or just anything that he or she is hearing. The Bible says it's not carried about by every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in way to deceive. So the, the verse 15 tells us something else about a strong Christian. A strong Christian is one that speaks the word of God. The Bible says he speaks the truth in love. So that gives us another point about a strong Christian. A strong Christian is one that is full of love. He speaks the truth in love. The Bible says that as he's speaking the truth in love, the Bible says that uh, uh, he grows into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. I told you there's a picture of Christ that we are supposed to attain. So a strong Christian seeks to be like Jesus. It is your desire. Everywhere. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ. So in the church. Who is a strong Christian? A strong Christian is one that defeats the devil. First John chapter 2, the verse number 14. First John chapter 2, the verse number 14. The Bible says that John was writing to the churches. And he said that, I have written unto you. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him. That is from the beginning. And then he said, I have written unto you, young men. Oh, I wish somebody would understand this. Look, in your Christianity, everybody watch me, and I want you to listen to me. And I encourage you that as much as possible, make sure you are writing notes. Okay, when you come for teaching service, it's about learning something. A strong Christian is somebody who has grown or is growing from just being a, a babe or a child, and now has come into a place of spiritual adolescence. You are growing. He said, I have written unto you, young men. Young men are strong and vibrant. Because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. Look at, you, look, the word of God abides in you. I've spoken about that already. But there is a strength that comes to you as you receive the word. Oh, my God. So that even the devil cannot defeat you. And you have overcome the wicked one. Growing up spiritual is not about looking more religious and sanctimonious. No, it's about gaining some power in the spirit. And gaining results that everybody can see that, ah, indeed, this person is not an ordinary person. This person is a Christian. You see a Christian and then something happens and then, you know, weeping, why me, why me? A strong Christian does not do that. A strong Christian approaches issues from the place of faith. From the realm of faith. Why me? Why me? Oh, why? Why you not you? I keep saying that. Why me? Why me? So you want it to happen to somebody? Is your life? But a strong Christian does not moan and lament. Why? Because that one knows that by by the authority of the name Jesus. Can I ask you a question? Are you sure you are walking in the will of God? Are you sure you are walking in the will of God? Look, as time is going to come, all of these things will not matter. The physical things that you see, the physical positions that you see, the names, the accolades, the, 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 the attention that human beings give you, the praises of men. As time is going to come, all of that will not matter. The only thing that will be standing is how much of the will of God you have been able to fulfill. How much of the will of God you have been able to walk in. A time is going to come when there will be no tomorrow. When... Calling you to come to church will come to an end. 
when looking for that government joint will come to an end. When looking for that watch junction will come to an end. When Kelewele will have no substance. Ooh. When the maske will have, have finished marching. <laughs> oh my God. A time is going to come when there is no network that will be working. No internet that will be working. Everywhere you go will come to an end. <laughs> A time will come when SLC God has become 80. It will, be <laughs> it will have gone beyond the Z. Alphabet. They have gone from SL, SLC, now they have gotten to 80. Very soon we will go to AU, African Union. Then we will get to AZ. And then after that, Jesus will come. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. When that time comes, the only thing that will matter is how much of the will of God you have been able to live out. That time, that is when we understand when he says that vanity is vanity, all is vanity. The time is going to come when the lovization will come to an end. When it's not about who I married or who I didn't marry. It's not about which company I worked in, which one I didn't work in. It's not about who was my friend and who was not my friend. Paul was so conscious of this at one time. He said that, I implore you that looking at the day that is coming, even those who are married will live like they are not married. The man was so conscious of a certain reality, of something that was impending. The will of God. The will of God. A strong Christian walks in the will of God. A strong Christian does not just walk in the will of God, but he grows in the will of God. You can be in the will of God, but you need to grow to full maturity in the will of God. For instance, it is the will of God for you to be a Christian. So everybody who has accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord of his life, you have taken the first step into the will of God. But it is not enough to remain there. You must keep increasing, building yourself, mature to full growth or to, full, to fullness of your maturity, and then begin to abound within the will of God. How do I explain this in just a few sentences? How do I do that? Look, when you come to Jesus, all right, how many of you have been invited by somebody to his house or to her house before? You have been invited by somebody to come to their house. Is there anybody here who has been invited by somebody to visit that person before? Anybody? You have been invited. Oh, come on, lift up your hand if you have. The rest of you, you see, people don't like you very much. That's why they don't invite you. <laughs> amen and amen. Hallelujah. But for the rest of us who have been invited, when you go to the house and you enter the door, did you just remain standing at the door? Did you just remain standing at the door? What did you do? You entered into the room. When you enter into Christ, that is the door. You have entered, but you don't remain at the door. You must go into the house. So going into the house is talking about maturing. Maturing. And then doing things in the house. Moving about, making sure you are making use of the full house. is abounding in the will of God. Abounding in the will of God. There is a lot that God has called us to. When we come to it, that is the first step. But now we must mature in it. Some of us, God has given us certain gifts. We have just touched the surface of the gifts. But we have not built it up. We are not even touching many lives with our gifts. A strong Christian, a mature Christian, Colossians chapter 4 verse 12, 
Epaphras prayed for the uh, uh, Colossian church. The Bible says, Paul said that Epaphras, who is also one of you, he said that he is a servant of Christ. He salutes you and this one is always laboring fervently for you in prayers. Now what will happen to them? They will stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. So not just the will of God, but perfect and complete in all the will of God. In all the will of God. So God wants us to grow. Number one, you need to desire to grow. First Peter chapter 2, verse number 2. As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may what? Grow thereby. You need to desire to grow. If you don't have a desire to grow, to become a strong Christian, you have no, the, the journey has not started. The thing about Christian maturity is that it is a choice. Natural growth is usually automatic. All you need to do is just make sure that the beans and the, everything is keep going in there. <laughs> Amen. You begin to grow as the day in, out, day in, day out, day in, day out. But in Christianity, for you to see change of levels in your spiritual life, you need to have a desire. As newborn babes, what should you do? Desire. Desire the sincere milk of the word. That you, that you may grow thereby. You may grow thereby. When you, as you have the desire, desire to grow, number two, in understanding. Christian, you have need to be taught. What is the major difference between a teacher and a student? Understanding. When a teacher says science, he has a different mentality concerning it as against the student. To the student, it may just be an English word. To the teacher, it may mean a whole lot more. What is the difference? Understanding. So he said that, get wisdom. And what I get in get understanding. So you need to grow in understanding. How many of us are saved? You are saved. You, are, you, are, you have received salvation. You have received salvation. Are you sure? Lift it up if you have received salvation. If you don't lift it up, then may that salvation be taken away from you. Amen? Uh, thank you. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. But how many of us have a deep understanding of salvation? You can already have folded the hands. You say you want to go to America, but small condition, you can't be your suffering. Amen and amen. Somebody is even waiting for me to prophesy that Vita is coming. But you can see, this is a prophecy. <laughs> receive it now. I said, receive it now. Hey, if you were, this is a prophecy that you are going to sit in a full air-conditioned uh, office. Uh, you are going to get, become the MD of the next biggest company. And that place, they don't use fun. <laughs> Give a clap offering to Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. Is it, I'm even closer to it. I'm not complaining. Is it because I am warming up for, for, for when I go for the winter holidays? What are you talking about? Oh, I'll send you pictures, selfies. I'll be wearing that thing. <laughs> so yeah, I'll be nice to marry. The way you get there, you're, the way you speak my thing. I'm in the way. A freezy, a freezy vocabulary. <laughs> and so the reason why, uh, uh, let me tell you the mystery. Why is it uh, as though when the, uh, the Americans are talking, something you don't hear. You see, oh no, it's so cold. Is it? Where's freezing? <laughs> You even don't have understanding. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> it's almost kind of freezing away from him. Don't you realize that I have to be this from him no more. You're freezing away. 
Hey, hallelujah. He's still growing on the Sunday. <laughs> Some people still don't understand what I'm saying. Uh, don't worry. Uh, Elsa, I'll take you to America. Right? And then you can see snow. <laughs> Somebody went to America. Ah, it was, it was packing the snow into <laughs> I said, I didn't be at America now. <laughs> my God, my God, my God. Praise the Lord. Let me finish this message. Hallelujah. Let me conclude this message in the next five minutes. And I want to mention to you nine ways that you can use to become a strong Christian. In building strength and capacity, your body receives strength, tenacity, through activity. Am, am I right? Have you realized that the more that you exercise your muscles, the stronger your muscles become? Now things that at first were heavy for you soon they become light why because activity has been taking place as a student of biology and anatomy i also know that when the body is no use the body begins to shrink so if the muscles are not used the muscles begin to shrink and then they lose strength there are some parts of our bodies they have become atrophied that means that they have shrunk and become so small that you don't even see them but they are there but because they are not in use like the cortex, it is not in use. So it loses prominence. As a child of God, your prominence and your strength is based on what you do. The more you exercise your spirituality, the more you become stronger in the Lord. The more you grow in the faith. The more you become powerful. The more your potency increases. So, nine practical things that you can do. Number one, I've already said, I shared it on Sunday. Deliberately decide to attend church. You must make a decision that church is going to be one of your homes. One of the places you love to be. Look at what the psalmist said. He said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. That was David speaking. Until today we celebrate David because the man was a unique man. This was his testimony. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. How happy are you whenever we talk about church? It determines whether you are going to become strong or the devil will trust you about just like that. How beautiful when the brethren draws together in unity. It's like the anointing now is poured upon Aaron's head. That ran down his beard even to his skirts. It's like the dew of heaven. That is where God commanded the blessings, even life forevermore. Psalm 133 verse 1 to 3. You must decide, decide and desire to be in the house of God. Get excited about church. Take away flimsy excuses. He tells them, oh, let's go to church. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm going to fetch a bucket. He has forgotten that the bucket used to fetch water. <laughs> Excuse this. Glory to Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, we have heard things. We have heard things. You must decide that no excuse for me when it comes to church. There's something about church which is called the corporate anointing. It has a way of blessing you. Number two, make time to study the word of God. The more of the word of God that you get into you, the stronger you become. The stronger you become. So you must intentionally make time that you be a student of the word. How many of us have spent time with the Bible today? It determines how strong you become. He said, how 
who was a young man keep his way pure. He said, by taking heed according to the word of God, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. The word of God builds you up. Acts chapter 20 verse 32. He said, now I commend you unto God and unto the word of his grace, which is able to do what? Build you up. The word is able to build you up and to deliver unto you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. You want an inheritance in Christ. Come on, talk to me. You want an inheritance in Christ. Be a man or a woman of prayer. Learn how to pray every day. Prayer is not difficult. Prayer is as simple as having a conversation. Talking to God. Many people are looking for technicalities. And now by the Hasus and the Masus, Elizabeth, I lift up my voice like a trumpet. And I, I lift up my voice. I declare, let the Orion and the galaxies. I beg you. I beg you. You have heard somebody using it. That doesn't mean you should also use it. The guy, did you understand it before you went to the library? <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Come on, it's as simple as talking to the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall never want. Our Father who art in heaven, your name is holy. Your kingdom come. You see, talk to the Lord. And when you begin to understand prayer in this way, you realize that you can pray without ceasing. In the church you can pray. Whilst you are walking to this place, you can pray. Whilst you are brushing your teeth, you can be praying. I wonder where you, but you will be praying somewhere. <laughs> when you are in that room, where you see your face, you can pray. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. But some ladies are so ladylike, even that they don't. Uh, yeah, they are doing the same thing we have been doing. You know. Yes, some brother from Choco. Hey, it's uh, it is working. It is working. Glory to Jesus Christ. You can pray anywhere. Yeah, the Lord is not coming. It's amazing. Your Christianity will get stronger. Because you get to, you are always fellowshipping with the Lord. Somebody did something against you. Instead of fuming, the Lord, I feel I'm getting too angry. You can talk to the Lord. You can flow with the Lord. Whilst you are doing that, there's a certain elixir, spiritual milkiness of the Holy Ghost that begins to work around you. The sweet influences of the Holy Ghost. Before you realize you have become better. Get stronger through prayer. Number four. Identify your role in a church and place. Romans chapter 12 verse 48 tells us about several roles that God has made available in the church. Some prophesy, some are teachers, some are organizers, some are in the ministry of mercy, some are in organization. The Bible talks about ministry. Ministry. The ministry over there is not talking about reaching the word ministry. It's talking about physical work. Service ministry. Some, your assignment is to help carry chairs in the house of God. When you do it, you get stronger. There was a certain brother. He wanted to do something for God. So he said that everybody is preaching, everybody is prophesying. So he tried. He was never happy. One day, his father and the Lord said, Come, you and put you in charge of all the toilets in the church. And there were many toilets in that church. <laughs> it was a big church. You know what happened? That was where he found joy. Before long, his spiritual life started growing. He started seeing visions. He started doing greater things for God. Find your role in the church, please. Look at Stephen. 
Stephen was not a prophet. He was a deacon. He was a servant. Serving food. Serving food. <laughs> and yet that man, the Bible said, when they were stoning him, he saw Jesus Christ. Heaven's opinion unto him. When you don't discover your role in the house of God. Many people think that when we talk about this, we are just looking for people to use in the house of God. No, it is about identifying yourself and becoming stronger in, in your position in the Lord. How many of you do very well? How many of you walk to this place on your hands? Huh? No, no, no. I know you are here. Somebody is over here. You walk to church with your hands. No. It doesn't happen because the hands are not supposed to be used for walking. When you use it, you realize that hands start having problems. But when you use your legs, the legs are found their work. You work perfectly. Find your role in the house of God. When you begin to do it, God releases grace for you. There's no more time for me to go out into that area. But there's grace for every operation. Find your place. Become useful and relevant. Become a blessing. Number five, reach out to souls. Nothing solidifies spiritual power than soul winning. I started seeing miracles when I started becoming a soul winner. Reach out. Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and verse number 20. Teaching them to become disciples. He said, disciple the nations. How many disciples do you have? Yes, every Christian is supposed to be a discipler. Look at the person beside you. How many disciples do you have? Ask the person. I said, ask the person. Look beside you. Everybody lift up your head. Look at somebody. Ask the person, how many disciples do you have? What is the person saying? Uh, zero. Uh, somebody, the, the calculator has become syntax error. Okay, let me make it very simple. Who came to church today with you? Gosh. Who came to church with you today? Who is here in church because of you? Ah. Are we together? Are we together? That is a way of measuring whether you are becoming stronger in the Lord. Ah, next week by this time, I am seeing 20 of you, you are bringing people to church. Ah, and as you bring them, you are becoming stronger. Heaven rejoices even when one soul is saved. So imagine, your heart is full of joy. Nothing gives greater joy than soul winning. You don't know it because you have not done it. Be eager to be a soul winner. Number F, six, brother. Amen, my, I've lettered them. So number six, don't be a passive member of any church or ministry. Be an active member. So for instance, we are doing church and everybody shout. Mm. Shout. Mm. Mm. I saw you there. It's like Banku. Unmovable and unshakable. Ever solid. <laughs> oh, sorry to God. You must not be passive. Find something doing. Get involved. Hey, where are we going? Are we all going? Let me go. So go some. After you and I say, we are going to do, somebody must come and convince you. No, be active. When the church of God is alive in you, you become alive. You become alive. This I won't do something. This I won't do something. They are fasting. They are fasting. <laughs> Somebody even has a bonus. You people, you people, but you have been in the church for one year. 
To you people, passive. Become active. And sometimes, you see, you, you are so passive. When you can't anything abuse, you nobody visits you. And they, they just check. They don't like this. I was sick. And if you were active, people would have known you were not there. But because you are passive, you see, you come, you are like a ghost. Eh? So when you, the day you actually became a real ghost, nobody knew you had been. <laughs> because I looked at continua. You see, those who are not happy is because they're. <laughs> oh, glory to Jesus Christ. Get active. Tell somebody, get active. Uh-huh, now, yeah. Tell somebody, another person, get active. Uh, and look for one last person. I just want to test your activeness. And uh, look for one last person. And tell the person, get active. Yeah. Hallelujah. Give a clap of friends to Jesus. <laughs> Number seven. Sponsor the work of, the, of God with your money. Tithe, offerings, partnerships. Where your money is, your heart will be there. Jesus said that where your treasure is there, your heart also is. Philippians chapter 4, verse 17 to 19. He said, not because I desire gifts, but I desire that fruit may abound to your accounts. So you see, when you are giving, it's actually creating an account for you. And you see, where you invest in, you become stronger over there because you want to protect your investment. Are we together? You want to protect your investment. There are some people, if anything happens to this, they, 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 they have not lost anything. They have not lost anything because their one city is not even inside. But there are people over here, if fire comes, the way they will rush and pull the mixer board out because they know the money, the sacrifice that they did the other day to buy. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Nishi Nimu. Nishi, Nishi, there's something called Nishi. That's what is inside. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. As hallelujah. As hallelujah. So sponsor the work of God. Do you know why Jesus went to pray for the Roman centurion? It's because they told him that he built them a synagogue. There are some things your investment will give you an identity in the realm of the spirit. And God will come to your salvation because of that. Don't be a, a, a part of a church and then your money is not passed. We are going to buy a bus. I say, hey, my church bought a bus. No. We bought a bus. Because your one city is there. Your hundred city is there. Your thousand city is there. Get involved. Be a part of it. Sponsor. Ah, prophetic eagles convocation is the basis of our ministry calling. Ha, ah, how can I be a part of this? The Lord said that we should go and reach out to campuses. Pastor, yes, I'm going to get involved. Even if I cannot go, can I help buy? Recently, one of the one of the adult members has been giving the offering on Sunday, a special offering instead of transport. Transport offering. Why? Because he has seen that our church, we go and bus people to church. Over eighty percent of the achievers, the teenagers in this church, their parents are not in this church. Most churches, the teenagers in the church are the children of the parents, and the children are the children are the children of the parents. But our church over here, 90% of the children who come, out of the 60 people who come to church, uh, children who come to children's service over here, about 50 of them, their parents are not in the church. So what does that mean? We have to go there and go and bring them. Sometimes we have to even beg the parents that let your child come to church. 
Early, overcomers, we are doing the ministry. And so he decided that he'll be given. And he gave 50, he gave 20, so that was by fuel. Every Sunday we buy fuel. And we pick people. It's a giving, giving, giving ministry. See that way we are chilling you. You are giving you. So, ask yourself. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> now there are things that come in and say, ah, then this one, there's one for me money because I'm not chilling with you. Like, no, you know, even when I'm chilling, someone likes to chilling. Amen. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Sponsor the work of God. Sponsor the work of God. Sponsor the work of God. And then number last two. <laughs> Surround yourself with spiritual people. You become who you spend time with. Some of you want to change certain habits, but you spend time with the wrong people all the time. You are drinking, say, I want to stop drinking. And then you say, but I don't want to leave my drunkard friends. When they start, and you see the beer, and you see the sweat on the beer, the, the beer has been jogging. Oh, my, my, my. You see it, and you see the sparkle, and you see the shh. <laughs> because I didn't know what happened to me before. Because you're spending time over there. So change your friends. Tell someone to change your friends. Psalm 1 verse 1 to 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 33. Be not deceived. Evil company corrupts good character. Choose your environment. Choose your environment. And then the last one. Submit to your spiritual father. Fathers are coverings. The devil doesn't want you to become a strong Christian. So the way I'm saying this like that. It's not cheap. The devil is going to fight this message. But when you have a covering, a spiritual father, he wars off. A spiritual father cannot ward off every attack. But then he wars off the most dangerous ones. If you submit. If you submit. Don't come to the church and just be another member and then oh, that's the pastor of the church. Do. He's my pastor. One of the things I should learn how to say is that thank God for the gift of my pastor. When somebody gives you a gift, what do you say? In Ephesians chapter number 4, the Bible says, And he gave gifts to men. And the gifts he gave were apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Meaning those people are gifts. So if you have received a gift, what do you say? Thank you. Thank God for the gifts. Of the pastor. Some of us, our marriages are tied to the ministry of our pastor. Our prosperity is tied to the ministry of our pastor. Presently, uh, our dear sister was sharing with me something that started happening in her life. There was some blockades that she had been experiencing. But when she started coming to church here and submitting and now calling me daddy, I'm a old man. My I'm a very old man. <laughs> Now, the same things that were not happening have started happening. And to the point that now she's even rejecting some. Are you understanding me? Why? A father is a covering. A covering carries power. You can never grow properly in Christ. Please hear me and hear me well. The context of Christian maturity and growth is tied to one word. Submission. Submission. That is why the Bible says that the church and Christ is like marriage, husband and wife. Jesus 
is the husband. The church is a wife. And he says that the wife should submit to the husband. In Christ, if you don't know how to be submissive, you will never grow properly. You will never grow properly. For example, as I'm talking right now, somebody feels he or she is too mature, and so it's not really receiving what I'm saying. What kind of jokes is he even sharing? Is he a comedian? You should go ahead and preach. Mm. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. When you are that way, your faith will not grow properly. When you come to Christ, learn to be submissive. Daddy, where are we going? Wow, let us all go. Let us all go. It is, I can show you to your pattern from the Old Testament through to the Revelations. The patterns over there. Submission. Submitting yourself. Who is your father? Who can speak to you? Who can rebuke you? Who can tell you, don't go there. You can tell you, look at your head. And you still be okay. You are not angry. Because you know that the person is watching out for your soul. Learn to be submissive. Well, you can apply these nine principles. I assure you, by December, quarter, quarter, you will not be in heaven, but then you will be maturing. Hallelujah. Amen. But if Jesus comes before that time, we will all be in heaven together. Somebody celebrate Jesus Christ. We are about to partake in the Holy Communion, everybody, but I want you to close your eyes everywhere, and I want to just begin to speak to the Lord. The Father, give me grace to mature. Give me grace to grow. Give me grace to become a strong Christian. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, lift up your voice and begin to talk to the Lord. Lift up your voice, begin to talk to the Lord. Let's be very fast. Let's be very fast. Rise up your feet if you may. And just lift up your hands and talk to the Lord. Come on, lift up your voice, talk to the Lord. Yes, lift up your voice, talk to the Lord. Father, help me to become a strong Christian. In the name of Jesus, lift up your hands everywhere and begin to worship the Lord. Oh, I will worship you. Lift you high above the earth. Let's go ahead and Oh, when you get emblems, just hold on. I'll lead you and we are going to partake in it together. I will worship you. Everybody can partake in a communion. Once you are a child of God, you are Christian. It is coming to empower our spiritual. Oh, miracles here. The grace of God is here now. If you are sick in any part of your body, be healed. You are Lord, you are Lord, yes you are, I will worship you, I will worship you, lift you high above the earth and the heavens, oh. 
Close your eyes, everybody. Lift you high above the earth. No. Yes, you are the Lord. Oh, you are the most high. Oh, yes, you are the Lord. Yes, you are the Lord. Oh, you are the Lord. Yes, you are the Lord. Are you singing for Jesus now? Oh, yes, you are the Lord.
May every evil wind that the devil is blowing even in this end times, in, in this past seasons of the year, may you and your family not be affected. You will be exempt.